be a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to dream sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. hear me am i coming through we can hear you now buddy oh baby oh baby yep it's happening welcome to the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse yes just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch you know what we call it home every sunday morning right here live you can catch us from seven to nine a.m and uh every feels like every it feels like six to eight a.m this week because of the (laughs) dumbest idea in america uh yes every sunday and you can catch us 24 7 365 at all the your favorite podcast beefsteak has has gone through and got to set up on every single podcast outlet that's ever been there's ever. there's ones in other countries that you've never even heard of that we broadcast you know on, we have a so. listener in denmark yeah of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? I loved so, it. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the deal. Find us on your pod. If if you're not able to catch the show live every Sunday, uh, catch us on your favorite podcast network and make fun of us there. Uh, I'm Cody Ryan. And sitting in with me this week, Beef Steak. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, we you got to, Ty You get to have that this week. Yeah, thank you. Ty Wire is uh twisting knobs and making sure I was that... wondering I was wondering over there who was who was in the shadows and you won't believe you won't believe who's back Krug yeah the Krug wow. is over okay. here live everybody it's like a reunion party <laughs> it is <laughs> or or is it like Hey, hey, there he there is. He is. <laughs> oh, man, just as pretty as you've always been. Uh, yeah, Teddy needs to go to the dog groomer is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I guess, you know, you just schedule everybody uh, when it's daylight savings time so that. Right, you double you hope, book. You hope, yeah, you just hope somebody shows up. What What a terrible, terrible idea to have time change. Yeah, I've heard it's, every excuse on it, right? Because it's then you the get, dumbest idea ever. 
Someone I'm said, just gonna say it. I think it was, I mean, it came back on during the uh, energy crisis, you know, in the 70s, right? To supposedly save more energy. Uh, I had no idea. I thought it was something to do with farmers and. Oh, way back in the day. Yeah. But then it, people decide this is crazy. Why are we doing this? Right. And then things get like deactivated. Then somebody comes up with a great idea. Hey, we ought to do this again. It didn't work before, but hey. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand why we do it. And now there's like there's like cities that are uh, or states, I guess. I, are there cities? Ariz- Ari- or- no, it's mainly states. But Arizona, okay. they just stay on Arizona time no matter what. And it's kind of weird. Right. Now, that, gotta- now that is not okay, though. Well, That's the problem okay. is they never know what you're on. I'm always, hey, what do you do? What what time are you on? Oh, we're in Mountain exactly. Time. Oh, we're in Pacific Time. Exactly. So they're changing. They're you can't do that. Okay. Individually, you either you either go with the stupidest idea that's ever happened, which is time change, or you don't. And as a country, you do that. You can't. You can't go out. You, this is not one you can just be the wild child on and decide you you're not going to participate because it messes everybody else up yeah. uh, across the country when you know when you're traveling or whatever. So it doesn't count. You don't get to pick on this one. This is not one that you get to you get to just pick. In my opinion, as a state, whether you're going to do it or not. Indiana, Either, Indiana yeah. is that way, and they have it right on the state line. Up there between Illinois and uh, Indiana, and see that didn't make any sense. And either. They, they don't make it, so it would switch back and forth between yeah. uh, being at the same time as the other people and not being at the same time. That's not okay. And they were just but weird. You have to make a de- I mean, you have to make that decision as a as a country. <laughs> you can't do that to the rest of us. And yet, uh, I'll tell you what you can do. Oh. Yeah. You can go to McBride's Guns because with the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops, the ones we trust with our constitutional rights. It's McBride's Guns. You know they're family-owned and operated. They have a full-service uh, firearm dealer. They have a, a uh, gunsmith on site that can take care of any needs you have, Titan scopes <laughs> like beefsteak uh, needs, to have done uh, on several occasions now, multiple. Uh, you can t- they can tighten your scopes on for you. They can actually fix guns, any anything you need for your firearms. McBride's guns can handle. Go see them. You know they've been at the same place for years. 30th and Lamar right there in downtown Austin. Call them at 512-472-3532. Or check them out online, McBride'sGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, you know, there are hometown gun shops. So, Beefsteak, you did KOZ yesterday. KOZ is Kids Outdoor Zone. It's a youth outdoor ministry uh, where you and a group of other men gather. And uh, one half Saturday a month at minimum. Yep. And uh, get we- a group of boys together and teach them some outdoor skills. What did... Yeah. What happened? Well, yesterday? we like to we like to call it. It's a men's ministry that take uh, you know boys of the mission field. So it's okay. pretty cool, you know. But anyways, yeah. we did hike it out. 
yesterday. So taught him Mikey. how to, yeah, yeah. How, I mean, something that we think is very important, what to take with you. What's got to, they had to assemble their own backpack, figure out what are the three top things they got to take, you know. They, uh, we yeah, gave beef them... steak's not one of those. <laughs> we take not unless I was on one of those little robo scooters, right? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? Okay, thanks a lot, bro. And uh, and so you know they they water was at the top of the list. Uh, one yeah. one one kid said the Bible. That was pretty cool. The other one, you know, a compass. We had a map. So basically, what that we're... kid doesn't like hiking either, though. Right, the one that exactly. said the Bible. <laughs> So they uh and first aid and then uh you know a little trail mix that they uh they mixed up and put together in a bag and threw in their backpacks. It's pretty cool, man. I tell you what, the other thing we did, which I think you'll appreciate, Cody, is we went over uh to the place that's there's three hundred acres of primitive land behind where I live, and so I had them come over to my house. And I've got a gate that opens up. And I just happened to, I, well, I told him, you know how professional athletes before a game, they, they, they stretch and they do a little PT to get ready? Well, yeah. mine was they had to unload my trailer full of wood, of firewood, and stack it on my, on my log. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. You know, where, where I keep all the logs and everything is stacked So you up just got free labor. My, That's all. No, no. They loved it. They love it. They were having competitions. I mean, they were lifting up stuff they probably was heavier than them, trying to figure it out. How do I get this out of the trailer? You know how boys are, Cody Ryan? Yeah. Competitive. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you give them something. And one of the boys said uh, he had been a KOZ kid, and he was across the street from me and he, 10 years ago. And I saw him at, uh, at HEB the night before getting some goods for lunch. And he said, he goes, hey, Mr. Don. So I invited him to go. He came over and he helped with the boys. And he told them how cool it was that he learned how to, what, quote, do hard things. Yeah. You know, things he couldn't think he could do or nobody would give him the responsibility. Under And, and we do that. And he was just telling the boys how, man, I know it looked like it was insurmountable, that big trailer full of wood, but y'all knocked it out. And and uh, you learned, I can do hard things. You just got to give them the opportunity to do that. It's pretty cool. Then we learned about outdoor stuff, not just, you know, labor, all right? <laughs> but outdoor Jeez. stuff, you know, every month it's different, right? We got archery. Yeah, and we y'all got did hiking. Camping. We got... Y'all did hiking uh, this yesterday. So yeah. did you do uh, compass, compass yes. work? Yes, so we put a, we got a map and... I think it's important. Some of our leaders are like, oh, my God, this is hard. But, you know, where, where you you mark where you are, you hike it out. And then I had a A and B where you had to go from one location to another location. So you got out there. Once you found that, you had to orient your map that you had. It had a north symbol on there to the compass, right? So you got to yeah. move your map until your map matches what the compass is. And so once you get that done, then you could take and uh, turn the compass wheel so that you could see the heading and put it between those two lines. That way, you know, you're on a heading of two, uh, two, like 213 degrees. 
to get to your next spot where we want you to go. Yeah. And, so I'm um, is, I mean, is that were we talking about that on the show last week about uh, directions and how <laughs> nobody knows how to get anywhere anymore? And yes. when's the last time you were asked directions? Because I mean, that's something that. Uh, you know that those boys probably didn't even know existed that uh, they probably didn't even know what a map was no unless I mean, it's on google or unless it's <laughs> on your phone so they went full wireless i mean no no phones no no technology just a good old fashioned map uh light sight what i can't even say it um you, you know just line of sight you pick yeah. out different things and also direction Knowing which way is north, south, east, and west, based on the sun. Anyways, That's an important it, was, one. it was really good, Cody Ryan. Thank you for asking. All right, buddy. Uh, coming up, we've got a whole show of just absolute fantastic, entertaining outdoor information. Stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone. We're live at the bunkhouse 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. This is MLF Pro Brent Chapman. You're listening to the best outdoor show on God's green earth. The Outdoor Zone with TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak. I welcome back. Let's see here. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get going here in a second. I just gotta I believe it. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it takes a second. Cody Ryan sitting in uh, with me, beefsteak this morning at oh, Tie Wire, making it happen. Actually, making it happen. Uh, somebody that's uh, also makes it happen is Niall Maxwell, Super Center. Uh, this is going to be the biggest Ram Truck Month ever with 0% financing for 72 months. It's back right now during Ram Truck Month at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. On a 22 Lone Star Quad Cab, you heard heard that right. 0% financing for 72 months. It's back. And financing savings alone, that's $13,000 in average finance savings. So, Hey, do yourself a favor for the best selection and Nile's promise to beat any competitor's price. Go see experts in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter at 620 and 183 in Austin. Or you can check them out online, nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. Oh, my goodness. Yes, the fishing world is uh, alive and well across <laughs> the country as... Um, no pun intended. No pun intended. Live and well. Live well. No pun intended. Well, it's well. Hey, it's it's happening right <laughs> now. Uh, I just do things like that and don't even know. You know? know, you got fish on the uh, brain. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty punny. Um, 
<laughs> Major League Fishing uh, Redcrest event uh, is the, I, I guess, the second biggest uh, fishing event in competitive fishing, uh, tournament fishing, bass fishing. Where is it, by the way? Do you know? I uh, this week it's in uh, Lake, on Lake Norman in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I say second largest because, I mean, there's no way there's no way to compete against the uh, infamous Bassmaster Classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you know fishing or not, there's a good chance you've even you've at least heard of the Bassmaster Classic. Yep. Redcrest, I would say. It's only a few years. I mean, it's not fair to them, but the payouts are uh, roughly the same. Now, if they, you know, threw out a million-dollar first-place prize like there has been in the past with other leagues, then maybe maybe you could claim to be the biggest, baddest. But it's not. It just can't be. It's the second-biggest bass tournament in the world. Uh, Brian Thrift leading that. He's the hometown local for lake norman that's his home lake and you know being one of the number one anglers in the world over the last decade he's uh you know got that going for him but he's leading going into the final day you can watch all that on live at uh, majorleaguefishing.com pretty exciting alton jones jr the son of alton jones is uh in second place a close second um which i think is just kind of a neat story there um you know, Alton Jones being a uh, seasoned professional Bassmaster Classic uh, winner back in the day, uh, still competes, and now, I mean, travels with his son, Alton Jr., which oh, that's kind cool. of a neat story. Kind of a neat story. Alton Jr. Uh, traveled as a boy on the road with his parents as they traveled the country oh. so his dad could bass fish. And he would, uh, for many, many years, be on the boat with his dad practicing uh, because back in the day, the Bassmaster Elite Series, where they used to compete, both of them used to compete, uh, out in, or, or uh, your immediate family could practice with you. And so Alton Jr. would practice mm. uh, for the Bassmaster Elite Series with his dad, Alton and uh they stopped Texas that huh? and, they stopped doing that uh they stopped it in the elite series yes yeah. uh there's some other leagues that allow you to do it i bet your uh, daughter National would probably go along with you league. wouldn't she yeah well there's a time and a place where you would want to do that you know it's also work so oh, yeah, you got to make sure that uh you're concentrating you're on your... the right thing yeah 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 you gotta, you, you know, you only have so many days of, of practice and things like that. So, uh, I believe they may allow it in the, I gotta look at the rules in the league I'm fishing this year, the major league fishing invitationals. You could take me as, you know, family. Yeah. I think it's gotta be immediate family. Oh, I don't think well, it can be, uh, you can adopt steak. me. No, 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 I'm, I'm good. <laughs> the, uh, Bassmaster classic. Coming up in just a, uh, man, what is it, a week? I think we're a week out, maybe two weeks Wow! from the Bassmaster Classic. So uh, we'll kind of touch on that as as it uh, comes comes to fruition. But it's getting close. Earlier this year, or earlier this year, earlier this week, 
I went fishing and uh, I'll tell you that it was uh, less than productive as far as bass fishing went, but it got me to thinking about one of my absolute favorite things. And we were talking about it through the break a little bit. One of my absolute favorite things is chasing white bass and hybrids and uh, particularly white bass and hybrids. And occasionally the striper will come up and do the same stuff. But this time of year, the white bass start really running. Uh, we call it running. They're doing their spawn and they'll go up creeks and uh, rivers. And, and uh, this week, when I was out on Lake Somerville, uh, I went, I was looking, I was bass fishing, but when I saw the birds, uh, working bait, trying to eat bait that was on the top of the water is a dead giveaway that there are white bass striper or, and, or hybrids and, uh, in the area and you know, sure enough, mean- it was absolutely covered with big hybrid bass. I mean, five to six pounders. Do you remember when I sent you that picture and uh, from Lake LBJ? I didn't know what it was. I held that up, right. took a picture, and you're like, that's a white bass. I was like, no. No, there's no such thing. Yeah. And then you were telling me about uh, there's a hybrid, too. And I was like, what in the world is a hybrid? It's a Yeah, it's a, it's a mix between a white bass, I guess, and a striper, oh. I'm guessing. I mean, it's, it's kind of in its own class. A hybrid, uh, but it's, it's, they, I can't believe little... you, Mr. Bass on the brain is yeah. okay with white bass or a hybrid. Yeah, no, I would quit bass fishing, uh, tomorrow if there were national level. And I posted that on my social media stuff. If there were national white bass and hybrid tournaments, then I would quit you know, traditional bass tournaments all together. They're so much more fun to catch. They're easier to catch. They're, <laughs> they pull, I mean, like freight trains. Uh-huh. And, uh, and maybe it's just this time of year I get excited because they're, like I said, they're easy to catch and they're, they're fun to chase. And, you know, like I was throwing a topwater on those hybrids, uh, that I saw working the other day. And, I was working the top water and I, and I was working it pretty fast, you know, across the top of the water. And I had, I had like eight bites on one cast, you know, because they have smaller mouths and it was a bigger top water and I was working it so fast, but then, Hmm. you know, finally one catches it just right. And, you know, I fight him, but, uh, or catch him, you know, but it was just fun. Just, (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't get that from a largemouth bass, you know? If you get two bites on one topwater cast, it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe they came back and <laughs> ate, tried to eat it again, you know? Uh, but hybrid, striper, white bass, whatever, they just, they don't stop. They want that bait, that lure, you know? Huh. And that's just the excitement that makes it so much fun. The ones I was catching the other day, and, and I only did it for like 10 or 15 minutes because then they kind of got back down low and started chasing bait and all that but uh it was it was uh it was just a lot of fun but but they were like five to six pounders it was yeah i mean that's a solid 
solid fish. I don't care who you are. I'll tell you what else is solid is Altrua HealthShare. Finding affordable, top-quality healthcare options can be tricky for the entrepreneur, the sportsman, and those who may be self-employed. Altrua HealthShare is a 501c3 organization that's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years. You know, it's health, health, it's a health share. It's not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing cost. Find out how much you can save. You know, members each month contribute to a membership escrow. It's literally that simple. And then they uh, share the medical expenses from there. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org, Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. All right, enough fishing talk, enough blibber-blabber news, the weird coming up next. And we got some weird ones. You get it only one place. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live from the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. Chad and Zay. Why did it need to be, you know, he likes to light the scoreboard up. I want to run the damn ball. You're the head coach. What are you talking about? That's insane. To me, this is what the bartender in Frisco says right now. This is what the guy that owns a car dealership in Plano says right now. It's what I say right now. You know, they need to run the ball more and really focus on that defense. He's the head coach. Weekdays 12 to 3 on the Horn. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. This is Chad talking underdog fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Let's talk about these pick'em games. I've had a couple wins recently on pick'em games. They are so easy to do. You pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single playoff game. Pick between two and five players to build a pick'em entry. You can also make rivals picks. Check out that pick insurance option for a better chance to win. Trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. Sign up today with the promo code horn and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and don't forget to register with my promo code horn to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or over and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. It's the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Get in on a pick'em game today at underdog fantasy the horns text line is brought to you by specs specs wide spirits and finer foods you're on the way less to pay every day store cheers to savings this is mls pro brent chapman you're listening to the best outdoor show on god's green earth the outdoor zone with tj Cody Ryan and Beefsteak. Hi, welcome back. It is the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. 
Beefsteak, tell me what you got, baby. Oh, man. Well, you know, beefsteak, I like to ranch on vehicles on my own. But when it comes to my wife's Durango, it was uh, I found a place I can trust, a mechanic I can trust. We use our friends over at Sun Auto Service for all of her repairs. Sun Auto Service is a family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Do you need some scheduled maintenance or repairs? Well, they have locations. Mine is 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, or 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. All right, now let's do our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Oh, man. We had several things come up this week on uh, the News of the Weird side of the tracks. (laughs) Uh, One of them I thought was interesting... Uh, beef i don't think you sent this one to us but no uh or or found this one but i was while i was doing some some research through the week um apparently global squid fishing has increased by 68 percent since uh between 2017 and 2020 according to the international analysis prompting concerns that much of the international fishing fleet is sidestepping necessary conservation and management uh, the study carried out with colleagues in Australia, Japan, the United States, Chile, Canada, uh, published in Science Advances, reveals that most, uh, almost all of the increase in squid fishing has occurred in unregulated areas with oh 80%. My. 86% of the squid fishing now occurring in places with little or no scrutiny of catch size. Hmm. Unregulated fishing poses a significant challenge to the fishery sustainability and raises sustainability uh, concerns. While attention has tended to focus on illegal fishing, the growth in legal but unregulated fishing may pose an even bigger threat. (laughs) Anyway. Well, I just like the idea, what what it said about um, that they have super powerful lights as they're fishing. And yeah, this is amazing. So <laughs> squid fishing uh, vessels are typically outfitted with powerful lamps to attract squid to the surface. So these are like giant vessels because they're out in the middle of the ocean. These aren't like right. little fishing boats. This isn't something you go down to the to the uh, local boat dealership and buy a boat like this. You don't just go down there and buy a, a I want that double console. These are ships, basically. I mean, they are ships. You ought to see these things. But they're outfitted with these lamps that are so powerful that it's actually the lamps are visible from space. And so that's how they use satellite data to spot the lights at night <laughs> to count how many vessels are out there squid fishing. Oh, my. Now, so this, you know, even though that's like super interesting, 
I'm going, they increased their uh, squid fishing by 86%. Who's buying all this squid? What, yeah. I mean, what, do you use it for bait? Do people eat it? I mean, oh, escar- man, people eat it. Escargot, baby. Isn't that escargot? That's a snail. Or that's that's snails. No, the other ones then. The other the other weird word that you would. Uh, calamari. What? Calamari. Calamari. That's right. See, I See? thought that was a little octopus, but I guess it's squid. So, you know how uneducated. Well, you know, we, we don't well, roll. Well, it is octopus. What's we, the difference? See, we don't roll in those kind of places, right? I'm just Cody kidding. Ryan. <laughs> Uh, I, I roll in some places that cook some funny things, but usually don't ask questions. That's right, like in that, those areas, like that. Like boo, down boo down boo in a, in a bay, yeah, down there on the bayou, you don't ask question what in the no. what in the Creole there. You just eat it. Everything start with a roux, okay? <laughs> you got the Creoles, you got the gumbos, you got. <laughs> to me, they're all the same. You just put it on rice and eat it like a soup with a bunch of weird meat in it. And don't ask questions. That's right. You just best truck stop, uh, you know, just hit any truck stop along I-10 there going through Louisiana. That is a terrible bit of advice. And uh, hit the Boudin because, uh, you know. And hit the next exit. Luckily, the truck stops are very nice. The, uh, not truck stops, the uh, visitor stops. What are those called? Rest stops. Rest stops. Yeah. The rest stops are very nice in that area. I can't believe you haunt those red stop those rest stops. I just don't I don't know, man. What do you mean I haunt them? You you you're always talking about pulling over and stopping at one and I mean The rest stops are the best deal I've ever found. Gross. I mean I I I didn't even know they existed. And when you have a diesel that has you can drive like six hundred miles without needing more diesel. You can't make that. I promise you cannot make 600 miles without having to pee. If you're adequately uh, drinking water as you're driving, you know, then you can't make it 600 miles without stopping to pee. Maybe it was just in the era that I grew up, but rest stops were considered kind of, you know, janky. A little, uh, dude, you you have not been to a rest stop lately. The people and. No. Like no, mm-hmm, come and knock on there's your door. There's only one. There's only that one rest stop that I I uh, did not stop at that had uh, the person holding someone hostage inside. But besides that, all of them. <laughs> remember that I was talking to y'all. Yeah, I stopped at the I stopped at the next rest stop to do the show from to call y'all from uh, alive. It, but the rest stop before I checked. It, because there's cop cars everywhere, I checked, and they were at a standoff with somebody that they'd been tracking. But that that had nothing to do with the rest stop. No. The the rest stops these days, man, I'm telling you, dude, it's like a competition between states, I think. there It's like the secret competition. Who can build the nicest rest stop? It's it's a thing. It's a thing. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Uh, another news of the weird story, I thought. Uh, you might have sent this one over, huh? Um, a yeah. neighborhood in North Texas, the town of Prosper, had an unusual visitor this month. A male kangaroo named Jax that escaped from a nearby backyard where he'd been raised as a pet. Jax's owner had to coax him back with a bottle of milk. Less than a week later, another pet kangaroo named Nigel escaped from his backyard home in Granbury, Texas. And... Uh, went uh on the uh oh 
he went hopping back home two days later. Yes. They're just the latest of a slew of kangaroo escapes across the state of Texas the last few years, including in Mercedes, Texas. I don't even know where that is. San Marcos, Texas. Down in the valley, by the way. Okay. Lumberton, mm. Texas. So apparently it's a kangaroo love season is what i would guess <laughs> you think they're hopping the fence to go yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah they're like dude you got me in here i've been in here for six years in your backyard bro i'm just looking for a lady kangaroo all of which uh honestly raises the question says this article uh you can keep a pet a, a kangaroo as a pet in texas but how many people actually do that the answer is yes you can uh you can keep a pet and apparently there's quite a few texas is one of 13 states that allows people to own kangaroos and as an exotic pet um oh. funny story uh oh actually i've probably told this here but uh years ago i went to uh i've been to several um of these exotic animal sales that they have across mm -hmm. Texas. Um, neat. I mean, it's a neat experience. If you like the outdoors and uh, you like different types of animals, you know, I guided on several of these ranches that have one of which had over 40 different species of exotic animals from all over the world, herds mm -hmm. of different animals, but you got to get them somewhere as you raise your, you know, your own herds. And so they have these auctions and these wildlife auctions exotic deer auctions and and things like that and i was at one of them one time and they had a kangaroo a small one just a i don't know what do you call a baby kangaroo a joey Pop. i think it's a joey yeah that's so weird i did hey. i i'm sure got, i'm sure kruger got looked a it roommate up. named Ju joey but uh so they had a baby kangaroo up for and i started bidding on it <laughs> And I was, I got beat out at the very end, thankfully, but, uh, by TJ, almost, right? By no, TJ? No, oh. no, no, by somebody that could actually handle a kangaroo. At the time I had a, a house in a neighborhood yeah. in Pflugerville, Texas with, uh, and I was going to put it in the backyard. That's crazy. Crazy talk. Right. Well, why is it crazy talk? Oh, I just don't see. I mean. I don't know. The only time I think of uh, kangaroos is when you're, uh, uh, remember that buddy that we had that we uh, ran with um, and he was from Australia and he said they're like, like feral pigs over there. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And he shot, I mean, he brought a skin. We used to have a skin. Kids loved it, man. Had a big yeah. long tail. And you say, what is I'll this? tell you something that I love is partsview.com. You know, they're an online shop for all your boating needs. Partsview. Uh, came out with the podcast, uh, the interview I did with him earlier this week. Nice. So that was a lot of fun. Check that out on their Parts View Exchange Talks on YouTube or any of your uh, po major podcast platforms. PartsView.com's mission is to help boaters each and every day find the parts they need. OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, Suzuki outboards, as well as Maracruiser. Plus, they're an online source for how-tos and all kinds of boating information it does you a favor if you own a boat don't be like beefsteak uh be a responsible boat owner uh -huh. go to partsview.com they offer more than two hundred thousand products plus videos and like i said all kinds of great information 
Uh, check them out. Parts View prides themselves on great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, and helpful customer services and resources, as I told you, to help boaters find exactly the right products. Check them out, partsview.com. That's P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. All right, coming up next, we got Game Warden Field Notes. It continues to stay weird. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365. You can find us at theoutdoorzone.com. All right. Welcome back. That I get you fired up. <laughs> Man. Nailed it. All right. Something else. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live at the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning. We thank you for hanging out. We thank you regulators for hanging out with us. Uh, We also thank Keystone Bank for just being there. Experience the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the Bank of uh, choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs that may or may not even be in Austin. Where Keystone Bank founders uh, Jeff Wilkinson and his team operate right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why they're so invested in their community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets them apart. Uh, they always go the extra mile for their neighbors, and uh, I'll tell you, that's, I, I mean, a personal experience a couple of weeks ago, I needed some banking deals. I shot a message uh, because it was after hours and within, uh, I don't know, an hour of them opening up the next day, what I was asking was taken care of. And they asked, do you need anything else? I got a message back and it was done. Bada boom, bada bing. I was out of town. And uh, I mean, that's the kind of service that you look for when somebody's handling your mm-hmm. finance, you know, your your money online uh to learn more or get started with keystone account visit one of their locations in person 11500 b caves road in west austin 500 bressler street in downtown austin or 900 uh hutchins avenue in beautiful ballinger texas or you can just go to their website check them out keystone.bank for all of their information all right now let's do our game warden field notes These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Alright, I guess it's uh I guess it's just gonna be Animal Week here on the Outdoor Zone. <laughs> like Animal Planet, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, or more like Animal House, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> More like the animal, animal House movie. That's uh, typically what it turns out to be. I, uh, I, te- I could guess which one you are and guess which one I am. But go ahead. In the frat I'm, house. If we were in a frat house, 
Right. Yeah. You would. Which I've been. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. I mean, there's lots of stories I don't know legally which ones I can speak of or cannot speak of. Uh, I don't know what lawsuits may still or be unresolved. <laughs> uh, Texas women raised an alligator as a pet for 20 years. Now it's been seized. It was tiny when it left the zoo and nearly eight foot long when it returned. A Texas woman says she got an alligator from a zoo some 20 years ago and has been raising it in her backyard ever since. The woman who lives in Caldwell County in central Texas told Texas Parks and Wildlife officials that she treated the alligator as a pet, naming it Tiwa. Tewa? Tiwa. Authorities did not release the woman's name. It's not clear whether the large reptile came when it was called, but Texas game warden Joan Garza Mayberry told NPR the gator was compliant with her as she had raised it since it was a hatchling. Uh, it was Garza Mayberry's uh, who first spotted the unlikely pet last month. Videos from the scene show the gator was living in a fenced-in area with an artificial pond, the type of water feature often found in a landscape garden, uh, I observed the alligator when I visited the house unannounced during an unrelated law enforcement hunting investigation. That's mm. the part of the story that I'm most inquisitive about is what was the game warden doesn't just show up to a house without a reason, right? I mean, I think somebody knew in the neighborhood didn't like it. No, yeah. she said she showed up for an uh, unrelated law enforcement hunting investigation. So you what wondered. part of hunting investigation was she showing up to this lady's house for? Uh, the Texas game warden, uh, the ga Texas game warden, the agency handles for law uh, law enforcement for Parks and Wildlife, uh, released videos showing the gator being carried to a truck. From there, it was taken to the Animal World and Snake Farm Zoo in New Braunfels near San Antonio. We ought to take oh. a field trip there, Cody yeah, Ryan. Go visit it. Oh, you would love like it. Oh, you wouldn't go, would you? Oh, uh, by the way, that's where the egg was stolen from, the snake farm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the the woman who raised the alligator used to volunteer at the same zoo. Oh my! She apparently took the gator home with her, uh, like twenty years ago. Whether it was an egg or a hatchling, they it don't was know. an egg. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, was an egg. She egg. took the egg home and hatched it. it Probably so... sat on it and just. And Krug knows f a lot about yeah, it, this which is, is interesting. Yeah. He might know this woman. Uh, we're actually... No, it was just all over the news. <laughs> oh, okay. It was all over. So anyway, I just thought it was so bizarre that uh, she raised this out. I mean, was that the plan for it to be? So you know, you're this eight get, foot long alligator getting back to the whole thing of the investigation, not related. Right. Right. I mean, so, you know, I got quote, that's the part that I'm investigated. Yeah, I'm most interested. I got investigated more than once, you know, more than once <laughs> a game warden came to your house. Well, you know, I had that deer feeder out behind my house and it happened to be in on, the city. Yeah, it was a it was a gray area of whether it was owned by the city or it was you know mate and it or, or the it's a uh, green belt. Yeah, but there's an in between land like a DMZ, and it it's where uh, they have retention ponds and such, so that 
the water right. of runoff doesn't go right into Slaughter Creek, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but so they, uh, I put it on the edge of that and uh, claimed that it was no man's land. And they said, well, it's maintained by the city. So they had to talk me down. They thought that I was shooting deer from my back porch. I had a, a gate back there, and I was then shooting them with my with a bow, and then uh, and then dragging them into my backyard. And, yeah, uh, and cutting them up back there. So the you don't has, you, you don't the feel like that didn't cross your mind. <laughs> I was wor- I was working up to it. No, I yeah. said it's a. I told them it is a wildlife viewing Observe. station. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a stand up too? uh, Well, my back porch, you know, is a nice, you know, platform. You know, where that, where the hot tub is, you know? So did somebody call in on that, you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't know about unrelated. I mean, he didn't say, oh, someone called this in. It was like, oh, this is totally unrelated. They're going to come and do some maintenance on that. Uh, area and it, they're going to take that down if you don't take it down yourself. And I don't want to see you to lose it. I went. Oh. So so did you take it down? They did the maintenance and you put it back up. Yeah, that was the second. Yeah. So <clears throat> and then the second time they came. <laughs> this like, isn't an ongoing investigation. You're in no l- legal ramifications. I mean, other than you were trespassing. But besides that, I mean trespassing. <laughs> You know, I call it eminent domain. That's green is that a space. communal space? It it belongs to the to the HOA, yeah. So, huh. well, and so I claim I've... part of it. You know, it's an in between zone, a DMZ. Well, if it's... the HOA owns it and you pay HOA dues, I, I mean, I got parts of it, right? Yeah, you own a percentage of that. Every homeowner in that neighborhood well, this guy owns in... a percentage of the communal areas. This guy in sandals. Uh, came to a meeting and wanted to discuss it. And he's like, well, what kind? He thought he was pinning me in the corner. What What do you put in there? And I said. Soybeans, buddy. He was you waiting love for it. me to say. Soy. Deer, deer corn. And I said, no, it's zoo food. Listen. Zoo listen, food. You and your, I put soybeans in there, you soy boy. <laughs> All right. We got a whole nother hour of the Outdoor Zone. Coming up, uh, we've got your, I mean, some of your favorites. The Peter Report, Armed Citizens Report, all that and more. Hang around, stick around, fill up your coffee cup. It's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. But I'll be looking for eight when they pull that game. And I hope that judge ain't blind. Amarillo by morning Amarillo's on my mind